listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. Masked up and good to go. The Broncos This Week podcast is back online uh, after a 10-month offseason. I'm Ryan Schweitzer. He's Craig Boschman. We're back in the Innovation Credit Union IPlex getting ready to head to the hub. Well, you are anyway. I'm looking forward to, to not heading into the hub, but certainly watching all the action online. But uh, the Broncos and the teams in the East are Regina bound. Yeah, it's uh, such a, a unique situation, and it's going to be it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be a, a once-in-a-lifetime type experience for these guys. Uh, everybody saw what the NHL bubble was like, and it's it's not quite a full-on bubble by the sounds of it, but uh, it's still going to be uh, you know a heck of an experience for all these players and coaches and everybody else who's involved in this so uh, you know really thankful that the the Western League was able to to work this out with uh, the Saskatchewan Health Authority and um, University of Regina so it's going to be uh, a crazy experience and really can't wait to, to just kind of get things going and get back into that somewhat normal routine again. Yeah so fired up to have Major Junior Hockey back and the Swift Current Broncos back on the ice heading to the the Brant Centre uh, an arena that at times has been good to this team over the last little bit. Uh, I know Bosch you're you're in regular contact with a lot of the guys on this team how what what's the mood how fired up are they to to be back at her I think they're ready to go um you know there was kind of intervals there when some guys would would text me and ask if I knew what was going on and obviously there was a lot of rumors and stuff flying around and you know all these potential start dates of October and December and January and whatnot so um, you know, guys are always digging around, looking for for hard answers on what's going to happen and sort of what the plan is. But um, you know, unfortunately, nobody nobody really knew what what the, what the latest idea was or what the latest plan was. And you know, getting a chance to sort of catch up with some of the guys right around Christmas time was uh, a nice refresher to sort of see that their excitement still still pretty high for for getting things going. So I think there's a pretty a pretty palpable level of excitement uh, for all these players, and it's going to be even more so once they once they all get together there in Regina. Oh, and the fans too. Uh, it it won't be hockey at the Innovation Credit Union Iplex, but uh, the team will be back on the ice. Look forward to watching the games online. Uh, season ticket holders, uh, a lot of folks having questions about what this means for season tickets. There's a very very detailed write up on the uh, scbroncos.com webpage. People can can check that out there. We have a loaded show today. Uh, we're right back into the thick of things. Head coach Dean Brockman is going to join us uh, momentarily here, as well as last year's team MVP. Yeah, nice to get to Isaac Poulter on. Obviously, has been spending most of his um, offseason in uh, in Winnipeg with a, a stint in, in white court with the Wolverines Junior A team, and he was able to get into a couple of games to get back on the ice a little bit. But, um, you know, in catching up with him and getting his excitement levels and his uh, perspective on how things have been going and, of course, uh, being able to catch up with Dean Brockman for first time in a long time really for for our podcast and uh you know his his perspective on how the offseason went uh, what the plan is you know how things are looking how the how the roster is looking and shaping up and all those sorts of things so nice to kind of get him back here in the office and get a chance to sort of uh, get the lowdown on uh, how things are going yeah and uh you know us on the bronco staff lots of questions coming from fans about what does this hub mean how are things going to work and everything and it, it really is a fluid situation we know that the puck is going to drop on march 12th in a hub type setting and that's kind of all that's been finalized at the moment here as things work behind the scenes yeah i, I don't i don't envy the people who are in charge of trying to get this stuff off the ground because there's uh there's a whole lot of work involved in, in getting this uh, approved and, and ready to go so uh, yeah, like you said, the, the full details aren't fully aren't fully out yet, and, and we don't know exactly everything and how it's going to work out. But uh, you know what we do know is that there's going to be Western League hockey hockey played uh, at the Brant Center in Regina. All seven East Division teams are going to be there. Uh, guys are going to get their 24 games in uh, starting on March 12th. 
and I'm sure the excitement levels for every organization in this East Division are on the same level. Yeah, and it's it's 24 games, and that, that isn't spread out over a long time. There's going to be a lot of hockey. These boys are going to have to be well-conditioned. You're going to have to have uh, ample throat lozenges <laughs> and fisherman's friend because, yeah, up, up to four games a week in some cases. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be pretty compressed. Um, you know, I think the whole point is trying to, you know, to make sure that the guys get their 24 games in, but you don't want to drag it out too long either. I don't think uh, these guys have been, for the most part, sitting around for, for almost a, an entire year now. So uh, I think there is some some desire to sort of get in, get it over with, get it done with, and make sure these guys get their full experience in there, but but also not uh, drag it out too long and, and keep these guys sort of in this hub and away from their family and friends for, for too long as well. Yep, the Broncos This Week podcast is back. We're going to have weekly content as we were doing before things got shut down. So we'll have a lot to cover in the next few weeks leading up to things, and we have a lot to cover today. We'll get right into it. Uh, we have a chat with Team MVP uh, from last season, Isaac Poulter. That's coming up later on. But in the much more immediate future, we'll chat with head coach and GM Dean Brockman right after this on Broncos This Week. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Broncos This Week, Coach of Show Edition. Uh, very happy to have Dean Brockman uh, here joining us after, uh, oh gosh, how long has it been since our last <laughs> it's, conversation here? It's been a long time. It's the uh, We're in the Bronco office. It's the masked up edition of the Broncos This Week coaching segment. Uh, Dean, excited to get back at her after a uh, somewhat extended offseason. Yeah, I think once we get to that point, uh, Ryan, you know, once, you know, we can kind of get through the finer details on a day-to-day basis. But, uh, yeah, we're pretty fortunate that we get an opportunity to play and and have games. And, uh, you know, thanks to the Western Hockey League and thanks to the Swift Current Broncos for allowing us to be able to do that. And uh, speaking of the extended offseason, obviously uh, you and your coaching staff were still working uh, a lot of days over the course of that, signing a lot of players and trying to build your roster and whatnot for a potential season. So, I mean, how differently did you have to approach things, uh, you know, probably not being able to uh, travel around nearly as much as you normally would? Yeah, I know that that was the uh, benefit, I guess, of COVID was the fact that uh, you weren't just jumping in a vehicle, you know, sitting down and having supper. But uh, you know, I guess the downfall of it is is you had to continue the talks day after day after day. And, um, you know, for us, uh, you know, it was approached probably how we would have approached any other season other than the fact that we didn't have the games to, to kind of distract us or, or get around. And, uh, you know, it, it, it created its, uh, you, know, you know, good things and bad things, I guess, to all of it. Uh, you know, again, you know, were we successful? Yeah, we, we were to a certain degree, and obviously we need to do more and, uh, you know, we need to continue down the path of trying to sign our 04s and our 05s. And, you know, we're, we're constantly trying to do that. So, you know, there is something to be built. We've got a good base and uh, now we've got to keep it going. Uh, recruiting and, you know, conversations with players. Are those conversations easier now that we know the puck will drop on a certain date? Uh, no, not necessarily because, uh, you know, the focal point is on what they're presently doing. And, um, yeah, they're excited to you know, potentially see us play and, and who we all have. But uh, you know what, it's it's really about, you know, whether the fit is right for the player, whether the fit is right for the organization, uh, whether they feel comfortable enough to do it. I, I think, you know, there's a lot of underlying questions that uh, get asked and we try to answer them to the best of our ability. Um, yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty and it's no different than when you're going into the recruiting world. Uh, there's certain things you can answer or not answer. I think maybe it's you're right, Ryan. In some sense, it's it's better that we you know are playing, um, but people are really kind of in their moment and and trying to keep it as real as they possibly can. 
You talked about working on getting the 04s and 05 signed. Uh, it was just announced on Tuesday. You got another uh, 05 draft pick signed in Joey Rocha, goaltender from Nanaimo. That's now the sixth player from the 2020 draft who signed six out of 11, and you got seven out of 10 signed from the 2019 draft. So kind of coming together nicely and uh, obviously working to get some more guys signed as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, Chad's done a really good job there and 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 trying to make sure that we're we're covering all the X's and 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 you know bringing in these guys but you know we're pretty excited about Joey as we are with all of our picks uh Joey's a big time goalie that we think can come in and and certainly play and uh you know he has all the size and the credentials and we're pretty high on on you know his potentials so you know for us that's exciting you know he's a he's a BC lad that uh, sometimes can be a little bit difficult to get into our nest but uh you know the family was great with it and uh you know we're pretty fortunate that he decided to come our way you know as uh as those of us not fortunate enough to be in the hub watch the games uh, online and everything can can we expect to see much of the uh, the o-force in this shortened season dean yeah you know what we're gonna you know that's that's the debate right now is is uh you know which ones can we have and which ones can we not and uh, you know, the rule states that you can play four at a time. You can't play any more than four. So, uh, you know what, we wish we could have all of them. But, uh, you know, I think some of them aren't quite ready for it. Some of them are, obviously. And, uh, you know, we're we're trying to get a picture of how this is all going to, you know, evolve. So we're going to get as many in, uh, you know, in as many games as we can. It's it's obviously a development season, and we got to treat it as that. Yeah, and you talk about how many uh, younger guys you can have in the lineup at any given time, but just the roster overall. I mean, it's clearly going to be a mixture of some new faces who could potentially be big-time players for the Broncos a few years from now, but also some guys who were regular guys last year. Yeah, everybody's going to try to want to, you know, prove their point of where they stand with us, uh, you know, not only for this year, but next year and beyond. So, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. There's going to be that continual battle of trying to keep everyone happy and everybody on the ice at the same time. So, yeah, we expect there's to be some good competition up front and, you know, good competition on our back end. I think that's that's what you want and that's what you strive for. You know, certainly we we realize where we're at and, you know, in this whole, you know, reset, uh, you know, we think we still have quite a ways to go. And um, But it's encouraging that we can have some of our young guys in the lineup on a daily basis. How does building that lineup look in these... Uh unconventional circumstances dean i mean is there is there going to be any sort of a training camp how many players are you going to start with you're going to then work down to a 24-man roster is is that logistic stuff still getting worked out or yeah no we're still in that process of uh trying to get all the the questions answered uh, you know unfortunately there's not a lot of details to give at this moment i know that you know when we go into quarantine on in regina it's for a certain length of time and then once we come out of quarantine and have negative tests on our with our team you know, then potentially you can get into a, you know, an environment which will be a little bit different than a regular training camp because a regular training camp, you know, obviously you have ice sessions with more than, you know, one or two teams, right? So, you know, for us, it's going to be a team-based, you know, situation, um, you know, and how it kind of looks or works from there, we're still kind of in that process because we don't even know uh, exactly our times when we can get on the ice. And that's all due to the fact that, you know, we have to have those negative tests with everybody, right? So there's a lot hinging on a lot of different things. And uh, that's where, uh, you know, COVID has taught us to be able to adapt to 
to uncertainty, and that's exactly what we're doing. Talked about some of the newer guys, but when it comes to the guys who uh, played here last year and will be on the team again this coming year, uh, how how often were you in contact uh, with the players over the course of the offseason? Was it a matter of sort of touching base individually or getting the group together on a whole Zoom call uh, once a week? How did that kind of work? Yeah, you know what? Uh, we, we approached it as a team thing. Uh, we believe that we're, you know, a team. And, uh, you know, certainly there was individual calls, uh, you know, when needed. Uh, we felt that to have those group things throughout you know, the whole off season and it was extended, obviously. Um, you tried to update the players the best you could and, and uh, everybody was so anxious to play and there's been a few times where it's been really, really close. So, you know, they get excited and, uh, you know, you're, you're trying to adapt again to, to what's going to really happen. But, you know, we, we would definitely have them, you know, pretty religiously once a week or uh, if there was nothing happening, then obviously it got extended. But, you know, I wanted our players to be ready at any given time because there was, like I said, you know, certain times in the schedule or, or in the months where it was like go time. So, um, you know, it takes a little bit of that. And, you know, what, uh, again, they have to adjust just like we have to adjust. And uh, all our guys have done a good job so far. We talked to Isaac Poulter yesterday, and, and we'll have that chat on the podcast once we're done conversing with you here, Dean. And it seems like Isaac was able to, to handle the pandemic well. He got the opportunity to play some Junior A and found an outdoor rink to hang out at from time to time. But in general, how did the players handle the pandemic? Uh, every player handled it a little bit differently, if I can put it that way. I think, uh, you know, from, you know, taking advantage of it, whether you had lingering injuries uh, whether you needed to make your truck payment or car payment. Um, <laughs> you know, ev everybody seemed to handle it a little bit differently. There was no general, you know, everybody does the same thing at the same time. It, it certainly wasn't that because, you know, in certain provinces you had certain restrictions. Some could go on the ice, some couldn't. Some were stuck in their home going to school there. Uh, that was the whole uniqueness of, of everything, I think, was that, uh, you could talk to 25 different guys and they'd give you 25 different answers uh, in that particular day. So, you know what, uh, we're not, you know, complaining because we're pretty fortunate. There's a lot of hardship out there and, uh, you know, hopefully by us being able to play, we can give, take some of that hardship away for a brief moment of time. And speaking of handling things, we don't know all the details of how the, the hub situation in Regina is going to play out, but it's obviously going to be an incredibly unique uh, situation with all the players there. So uh, really going to be sort of a, trying to keep everybody on the same page and making sure that guys aren't getting too too down or too up uh, inside the hub because you're really going to have, have to have everybody focused for as long as the team is in there. Uh, embrace the moment, I think, and, and like I said, keeping it real. I think those are things uh, we're going to have to remind them of a daily basis uh, you know, it's easy to get dragged into, you know, the, the downfalls of being in a hub. But, you know, the upside is you get to play hockey and you get to hang around with your, your teammates. And, you know, you certainly want to, you know, use the experience of being in a hub, you know, to make yourself a better person. Uh, you can look at the life lessons that some of these young men are going to learn. Uh, if you work on the pipeline up north, uh, you're a month in and a month out. Uh, you know, I have friends that work in Dubai and, and go six weeks in and three weeks out. You know, these are all really life lessons. Uh, you know, shift work is a part of it. If you want to be an RCMP, if you want to be a fireman, uh, hey, you know, these are just some of the lessons that, you know, we hope that our guys are going to adhere to. And, yeah, there's going to be ups and downs. Uh, but, again, you know, keeping it real, you know, and enjoying the moment, uh, you know, exploring the future. And, 
you know what, uh, again, uh, we're, we're really fortunate to be able to play a game. And that's really how we have to, you know, spread the message on a daily basis. It's a good way to look at it. Um, it, with the announcement of the teams in Saskatchewan and Manitoba going with the hub, uh, pretty much everyone has a schedule on when they're back except the BC division, and hopefully that's coming soon for their sake. But, uh, you know, in terms of the administration of hockey, you know, trading players, you know, waiver moves and whatnot, is that going to be ramping up in the next little bit? Yeah, it's kind of ramped up right now because we have to have our roster into the health authorities here fairly quickly. So, um, you know, and, you know, quarantining starts on Saturday. So, uh, yeah, we're we're constantly trying to shape it a little bit and and making sure that you know we have the right mix. Uh, unfortunately, some of our guys from last year won't be back, and uh, that's just due to where we're at in our progression. And you know, for us, it's uh, trying to make sure that we're gonna you know have the 25 guys in our hub, or or if it's more than that, that you know there's those are gonna be the guys that are gonna develop and and want to make sure they take advantage of this opportunity. Yeah, follow-up question to that. You talked about, you know, the new steps of having to have rosters into health authorities and whatnot. You know, how much how much has COVID added to your workload in, in that regard? Uh, it's added to everyone's workload, so I'm not complaining. I'm just very happy to be working. I think, you know, you, you, you know I think, you, if anything, you have to have patience in these times. And, you know, it's really taught me that because it's, it's a lot of a lot of people's control. And... Uh, it's no different than anybody else in their workplace, whether they're waiting for something or expecting a shipment. It has taken a little bit longer. So to add to the, you know, the plate, uh, you know what, it is what it is. And, you know, I've got lots of good people around me and, and just like you guys, you're, you're having to adjust. We have to adjust. And however long it takes to get done, we'll get it done. Because of how unique this season is going to be, is it even possible to put any sort of expectations on how uh, the team, you know, hoping for them to perform this year? Well, yeah, we, we have high expectations, uh, as we should. Uh, you know, I think the expectations, uh, you know, will be described to every individual player. But, you know, as a team, you know, embrace it, right, to make sure that we're getting better. Um, those are things that we've used in the past. Uh, you know, yeah, it's impossible to see how, you know, guys are going to react in certain situations. But, you know what, the good thing about this is that, you know, not, we're not playing for the you know, the cup or anything like that. We're going to make sure that we get a good handle on what we have coming back for the fall. We got that chat with Isaac Poulter coming up in just a moment here. He was your team MVP last year, Dean, and uh, he's going to be coming in this year and potentially working with some young goaltenders. You know, how important is, is Poltz going to be to everything? Yeah, no, obviously, uh, you know, he's the guy that kind of drives our ship, right? So, uh, you know, it's very important. And and he understands his role. That's, that's the one thing about... Uh, you know, Poltz is that he understands exactly where we're at in our situation. Um, you know, and I, I think that, you know, bodes well for his future as well. Like, he's got to be a leader as, as much as uh, sometimes you don't ask your goalie to do that, he has to be. Uh, with regards to the young players on the team and um, having a, a boatload of young guys on the team this year, likely. So how much are you hoping that some of the guys who are returning and maybe the older guys can sort of be that uh, mentorship role for these young guys who are getting their first taste of Western Hockey League action? Well, mentorship is a funny word because if mentorship's done the right way, we want everybody to follow that. But, you know, it has to be done in the right way and, and the proper way to our expectations. And when you talked about expectations, that's exactly what we want from our guys. Some guys can give it, some guys can't. Some guys got to be followers, some guys can be leaders. I think it's it's the guys that are going to shine in this moment are exactly the guys that, like I said before, you know, keeping it real, 
you know, exploring the future with this opportunity. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, we're going to ask a lot of all our players on any given day. And uh, this is a great opportunity to exactly get to know them a little bit better and just see how they're going to respond to some of the, you know, ups and downs and fl- ebbs and flows of a, of a hub. A couple of off-season acquisitions that I want to ask you about, and if I'm, if I'm forgetting anyone, help me out here, Bosch. But uh, first time we've had the chance to talk to you since the uh, acquisitions of Michael Farron and Kate Augustine. You know, what are you hoping those two young men bring to the, the organization? Yeah, well, with uh, you know Michael Farron, it's it's an interesting uh, you know situation. I had him in Saskatoon. Uh, I think you know for us, you know Michael, I know exactly how much he loves to play the game. Uh, how he works at it, how he exhibits when he scores. Uh, I think those are valuable lessons that potentially we didn't have within our group. Um, you know, he's a he's a guy that just you know loves to play, and and if you love to play the game, the hub won't be a problem. And I think he got the opportunity to play with Matthew Ward a little bit, uh, you know, in junior B, and they got to skate together and practice together, and uh, both really kind of complemented each other on uh you know on their playing skills so you know i think that was important for us and you know with kate it's uh you know we've had you know on the back end it's it's been difficulty with with numbers and you know and so on and so forth we you know we had some off-season injuries too that you know unfortunately guys are going to miss uh, this year so you know when i say that uh, you know we expect kate to be kate and you know i think there's uh, a lot more in the tank for him uh, you know, there was times in Mushra where I thought he played pretty well, and then there's times where he wasn't. So, you know, I think it's a confidence thing with him, and, you know, he's a good friend of Sam McGinley, so that's great. Uh, you know, he's familiar with someone on the team, and we, we just ask all our guys that we're bringing in is that, you know, ad- adhere to what we're talking about and, and you know, be disciplined enough to, to make sure that we're, you know, making strides in this 24-game season. A player who isn't a new acquisition but may as well be because he only played two shifts for you last year was Jordan Borchuk before he had that uh, very strange uh, season-ending injury. So a guy who, by the sounds of it, is now fully recovered and ready to go. So what are you hoping that uh, Jordan can do when he, when he steps in? Well, Jordan hasn't played a lot of hockey over the last little while. So, you know, our expectations for Jordan is just to try and get into the flow of it a little bit. And, uh, you know what, we, we're going to have to have some patience with him when you, you know, you haven't played for, you know, almost a year and a half, then, uh, you know, there's going to be certainly things that, uh, you know, he's going to have to understand and do. And, uh, you know, I, I think he understands them. He, he's a pretty mature young man and he understands exactly where he's at and, uh, you know, certainly we're going to try and help him along the way. Uh, he's going to have a little bit more ups and downs than other guys, but uh, you know what, his personality, he'll he'll battle through just like I know he will. Yeah, you know, and, and you touched on it before, you know, using the, the comparison to shift work and everything, uh, you know, for, for yourself and the coaching staff and for Andrew, you know, what what's that going to be like going into that hub and just, you know, be, being away from essentially reality for, for two months? Well, I, you know, I have had some experience in, in my past as, uh, you know, whether I've worked at the national championships where, you know, guys have played 90 games and then they're stuck in a hotel for 10 days or 14 days. Um, you know, I spent, you know, three to four weeks in the World Junior A. So I, I do have, it's not that we had to walk around with masks there, but we did have to do a lot of things that are different from an, you know, regular season you know, so I can share those experiences with them. You know, Brandon was a part of the U16s last year. Uh, so he kind of understands what what the importance of, uh, you know, kind of like a tournament is. And you know what, for us, it's uh, we're going to try and create a little bit of normalcy within the group. However, when you're 
walking around and everybody has masks on, you know, pretty soon that'll become normal in, in, in our short little hub. So we're, we're going to take everything fairly seriously. Obviously, we want to make sure that we're on cue with when it's time to be a little bit loose. We need to be loose. Uh, when we need to buckle down, we need to buckle down. And, you know, the staff is uh, is curious, as I am, just to see what's on the inside. I think, uh, you know, every day is going to be, the uh, like I said, the ups, the downs, the ebbs, the flows. You know, if, as a staff, we need to be there for our men. You know, they're going to miss their families. Uh, you know, they're going to miss some of their friends, uh, their brothers, their sisters. Uh, you know, we hope that, you know, we can certainly be there for them when they need it to uh, uh, you know, not only physically, but mentally as well. It's going to be a drain, but uh, I, I'm i pretty fortunate. I, I get to do what, uh, you know, my job tells me to do, and uh, people get to do what they can do, and, you know, we're really lucky. Uh, we're really blessed, and uh, we're thankful for the opportunity. You talked about the anxiousness and the excited, uh, excitement levels of the players to get back playing, but uh, what about for you guys, the coaches? Uh, sort of, it's been a, such a, a long off season, probably twice as long as you're used to, and now you get to go back to doing what you're, you're so used to doing. Yeah, you know what? The, it it has created its challenges. There's no doubt. And again, uh, adapting. Uh, you know, everybody's had to adapt through the pandemic, and uh, we're no different. Uh, we're going to have to adapt. It's uh, you know, it's not be able to. To have that, you know, you're still going to have to have that social distancing and you're going to have to keep, you know, on top of players on certain things. But, you know, I, I feel really comfortable with where we're going or where we're heading into. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of confidence that we can do some things and, and have some fun, play the game hard, play the game as, uh, you know, to the to the length that it's required to do. And, yeah, we're going to have some growing pains. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, the sun will will come up when we walk out of that hub, and uh, you know what? You know, hopefully the world is in a better place. You know, the note that I want to end on here, and you you touched on this group earlier, and how you wish you could have more of them in the roster. But those O fours, you know, they're so key to the the future of this program. And you know, just just you know, talk about these these young fellows that are going to be seeing their first taste of regular Western Hockey League action. Yeah, you know what? Uh, some of them already have played a game or two, so that that helps uh, a little bit. Uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, it, it, they're definitely a key. Um, you know, they're going to get some opportunities. Uh, you know, within you know within the game that maybe they wouldn't get if it was a regular season. Um, you know, in saying that, I, I don't want to leave any of them out, so I'm not going to mention any names, and uh, I want them to earn a little bit of the stuff that they get as well. So, you know, I think for us, it's uh, again, it's a it's a huge opportunity to get them 24 games or as many games as we're allowed to play them. Uh, you know, in certain situations, uh, you know, that they're going to have to play. They also have to remember that they're competing for that because there's going to be a lot of older guys that don't want to be supplanted and, and guys that we brought in from other teams that we're going to want to show exactly how to do it the right way. So, you know what, it's, it's, that's the fun part of it. You know, the competition is the fun part of it. The team part of it is big. It's, it's really important that, you know, we're in a hub, I think, because our young guys, our 04s, are in a situation where they can create a little bit of their destiny by playing as hard and as well as they can. Well, Dean, it's uh, you've given us about 23 minutes here, which uh, <laughs> I know it's a busy time for you. You're back in the thick of things, and uh, we really appreciate you chatting with us on the podcast. No, it's great to be back. And just a, you know, a note to our fans, uh, you know, to our billets, uh, our corporate people, you know, we just appreciate all the support we've been given, the patience and the understanding you know, from the city as far as, uh, 
you know, sometimes we were playing games. Uh, I know Nicole at the city office is, has really been accommodating with her patience. And uh, there's been so many people. I, I hope I'm not forgetting anyone. But, uh, you know, hopefully when we're playing the games, we can all be united and, and cheer for one team. And uh, we just appreciate everyone's support through this. Awesome note to end it on. Thanks so much, Dean. You bet. Thank you. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Broncos This Week podcast. All right, our first guest of what's going to be a, a storybook, an adventuresome type season. Uh, we have last year's team MVP, Isaac Poulter, joining us uh, via Zoom from his home in frigid Winnipeg. Uh, Poults, how are you keeping, man? I'm all right. You know, it's uh, it's been a little cold here, but I'm I'm getting through it. Yeah, I was gonna say, Poltz, uh, you've been under this extreme cold warning for about a week and a half now. Have you left the house much recently? Uh, not really. I've been going out getting groceries, and uh, I went for a walk yesterday, but it was definitely a little cold. My my feet couldn't feel them for a little bit after, but no, it's just been staying inside as much as I can, staying warm. You mentioned staying inside as much as you can, but, uh, you know, what have you been doing to keep yourself active? I mean, you're, you're a young athlete, and I can't imagine that, you know, sitting at home for 18 hours a day is, uh, is ideal for you. It's a lot of, like, just getting up and working out, trying to get a routine going, just, like, wake up, have some breakfast, and I'll go work out for an hour and then play, play video games, watch some NHL, but not, not much else. Yeah, and when it comes to your, your working out, obviously, with, uh, you know, the restrictions in place for, for rinks and gyms and that kind of stuff, uh, have you tried to get creative a little bit when it comes to making sure you're still getting all your reps in? Yeah, I have a, a small home gym. Like, it's not much, but I just make sure I get in there and trying to incorporate some stuff from last season and all the all the work I did in the summer. But, no, it's it's definitely been hard than, like, the motivation. It's been, it's been a long time. I've been working out for – almost a full year now since last season. So I just try to get in there and get my 60 minutes and just focus on getting better. Are you and uh, are you and other dub guys able to, to get much ice time during all this? Or have you had to get creative with ODRs or, uh, or what have you been doing? It's definitely been just trying to get creative. I, uh, I have a little group of my buddies from, from Bantam and Midget that I go and skate on on one of their outdoor rinks in their backyard, his dad made a little, little one with some boards and some, some chicken wire fence to keep the pucks in. But yeah, it's definitely been different. And the cold weather hasn't helped not being able to, to go the last couple of weeks. But it's definitely, definitely been a little different than in a nice, nice rink with dressing rooms and everything. But well, we're you're soon going to get back to to normalcy with practice in, a, in an actual hockey rink in Regina with uh, the Western League announcing that news on Friday that uh, the seven East Division teams are going to head to Regina and play 24 games. So, uh, you know, there's been rumors flying around for for weeks, if not months. So, just kind of tell us your reaction when you saw that news release come out on Friday, saying that uh, everything's officially back. Well, it's definitely been a huge relief, like just seeing that, knowing having something to look forward to, just having a date and so I can ramp up and get ready to, to go then. But yeah, it was huge relief for me and just nice, nice to hear that. You know, uh, one of the things that, uh, that did keep you busy during the pandemic is uh, you had a tour of duty in uh, junior a, uh, you know, what, what was that experience like for you? That was really, that was really fun. Um, you know, it, it didn't pan out exactly like I thought, like 
when I was going there, they said like 10 regular season games that would be lined up when we were there. And, you know, my, my third day there, we had to quarantine for two weeks was one of the guys on my team had a case of COVID. So it was definitely different. And just, I feel like it's going to get me ready a little more for having to wear masks around the rink and just all that kind of stuff, all the protocols and everything. But it was fun. It was nice to have a kind of a new team, make a lot new, a lot of new friends. So it was good. There was a, an article in the Winnipeg Free Press about how, you know, that trip to White Court all kind of came together. Can you give us a little bit of a, a rundown on how that, uh, that, that matchup worked? Well, we got the announcement that we we're allowed to play junior A. So I, I instantly called up my agent and asked what was going on. Like if I would be able to go play MJ or anything, he's from the state. So he gave the option of kind of going down there. But like just personally, like having to quarantine, getting down there and like a limited amount of time for after quarantine coming home too. So we kind of decided that wasn't, that wasn't it. But then in the MJ, it was hard, hard to find a spot because the teams already were carrying three goalies and just, they, it was, it was hard to find the team I'm with wanted to trade me. They wouldn't just release me. So I had to try to find something there. No one wanted to trade for me for three weeks and, like not a full amount of time. So by uh, like Dave, our goalie coach, the, one of the, his coworkers and co-founder of the company gave me a call and said that this team was looking for a goalie to fill some time. So I said, I'd look into it and talk to my parents and thought that would be the best for, for me right now. So we called the coach and lined that up and Dean gave the okay. So I just head out to White Court. What was it like being in a game situation when there's a, a pandemic going on? Like, is it in the back of your mind to maybe not scrum it up as much after the whistles? Like, has this all changed the, the flow of a game, so to speak, do you think? Not exactly. Like it's, it's definitely different. Like, you're warming up wearing a mask. You have a mask on all the time around everyone. But on the ice, no, I think you're just focused on playing the game. And obviously it's a little different. The linesmen and refs have masks on. So you kind of got to, like, it's in the, it's definitely in the back of your head that like, you don't want to be like too close all the time, but no, I just worried about playing hockey and stopping the puck, of course. Well, you were hoping to get 10 games in, like you said, and then uh, you did end, end up getting into two games. And, and by my math, it was your first game in about 253 days from when the Western League season was shut down last year. So, uh, you know, you must have been just a huge sigh of relief to finally get in that first game with White Court on uh, November 20th, I think it was. Yeah, it was, it was nice. It was definitely a little weird, like, going to the rink on that game day. It's like, all right, like, what what do I do? Like, thinking like having to think back and like I had to like the day before I'm like so like what was my pregame routine like what like what do I do to get myself ready so that was definitely a little fun like getting there and just getting everything ready but no it was it was definitely a big relief to be able to play again. What was the uh what was the off-ice experience like for you Pultz? I mean you're you're in White Court which I can't imagine is a town that you were overly familiar with going in and were were you given the chance to to get out and do much in the community or or was it pretty much where you live and to the rink and that was it? Well like we had to go to the gym which wasn't like in the rink so we had to go down the hill as as the boys said but no like I had a I had a really good billet brother one of our a former Swift Court Bronco prospect so we kind of, he showed me a little bit of the layout of the town and everything there, but no, I didn't really get to see all of it, which I wish I kind of did, but you know, it was, it was definitely a little different, like 
different town and everything, but no, it was, it was nice to be out there. It was a nice place and good team. So when, uh, when did you end up heading back to Winnipeg? I know that the AJHL hasn't, uh, hasn't played in quite some time now. So when was it that you officially went back, uh, back to Winnipeg? I think it was December 2nd or 3rd. I, I went home. So I think I was out there for just over a month. Have you, uh, have you been in touch much with your Swift Current Bronco teammates over the last, geez, it's, it's been almost a year, but, uh, you know, have you talked to the boys and is there, uh, there's a level of excitement, you know, as we head towards this new unusual season? Yeah, I've, I've been in touch, like Justin Spenson was one of my close friends. So we'd, we hung on the summer a bit and everything. And then, you know, just trying to like text and call some of the guys when I could, but that was nice, but. Yeah, I think everyone is very excited to get back and start playing hockey again. I think you're always trying to find, uh, you know, silver linings for, for situations. And uh, obviously, I think one of the silver linings of, of this pandemic has been maybe some more time to spend with family and friends at home. So uh, is that something you've, you've really enjoyed being able to do with all the extra time in Winnipeg? Yeah, it was, it was really nice. Like, I spent a lot of time with my family. I think they might be getting a little bit sick of me at this point. But, no, it was really nice, like, I had a lot of time at my cabin this summer, which I haven't really had in the past couple of years with just all my, my hockey and everything. But it was really nice to get down there, then hang out with like my family and like a lot of my buddies in the summer because the COVID was not a lot here. So I hung out with my friends a lot and my girlfriend. So it was, it was really nice to be able to see, see my friends and stuff for a really long time. You know, the way the, the season abruptly ended last year, at first it was a postponement and then a few weeks later there was an outright cancellation. And, uh, you know, I really thought that that robbed three really good guys of, you know, their chance to have a curtain call and to say goodbye to our fans, you know. Um, our, our three overage guys, uh, DJ, Jackson, Kaluski, and uh, Hayden Oster, you know, uh, what do you think of those three guys? And, uh, you know, what do you have to, to say to them, assuming that they see this as they, you know, very unceremoniously ended very good careers? Yeah, that's, it was really unfortunate. Like those guys, those are three really good guys. And I got to get really close with uh, like all of them, I guess. Like I know Hayden a little bit from Winnipeg. We went to the same school and stuff, but like to really get to know those guys and the time we had, but yeah, I, I feel really bad. Like knowing that we all thought we had five games left and that we'd have our, our chance to say goodbye and like have their last, last dance, like as we would have thought, but no, it definitely, definitely sucks for, for them. And I guess all the 20 year olds last year. Well, and sticking with last season, Pulse, so obviously, you know, Swites mentioned off the top, you were named the team's MVP last year. And going from your rookie season to last year, you almost doubled your playing time. So how did you sort of handle that massive increase in, in responsibility from your first to second year? Well, I just tried to take it one game at a time. And it definitely was a little different playing a lot more, but you, you really got to focus on your recovery and just making sure you're taking care of your body and practicing and working hard every day still. But yeah, it was, it was different, but I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, increased responsibility, increased playing time, and, uh, you know, obviously an increased leadership role as well. And, uh, you know, I imagine that's something that, uh, that you'll be taking forward into, into this hub with, with a bunch of the young guys as well as being, you know, one of those leaders in the room, eh? Yeah, like, I just want to be a really good teammate and try to be, be the best guy I can be around the rink. I know I'm a little, a little more focused on game days than – than a lot of people, but uh, no, just trying to 
help as much as I can, like answer any questions that anyone has and just, just be there for everyone. You know, it's, it's going to be hard. Like we're all going away from our families and friends and everything for almost two months there. So just like be a shoulder to lean on for the guys and just help out. Now, one thing I noticed about you last year, Polt, is you never seem to let things uh, get to you too much. You're never too high or too low. And I'm kind of wondering how you sort of get into that mental mindset of not allowing things to, to bother you as the season goes on. You know, just like it's it's hard to control things you can't control, obviously. So like just trying to focus on what I can control. And, you know, there's lots there's lots of ups and downs during the season, but just trying to trying to focus on what I can do and not really let stuff get to me. That's all. That's all it really is. Uh, Poltz, you, you logged a lot of minutes last year. And, uh, you know, Bosch just showed me the uh, the 24-game schedule that, that's been assigned. And it's going to be a lot of hockey in a short amount of time. You know, do you, how do you feel about going from completely stopped to, you know, some weeks where you have four games? I think it's just going to be, a, like, a lot of recovery, a lot of stretching and probably some ice baths. But, you know, just trying to do my best to – stay healthy and make sure that I'm not not getting hurt at all. Now, when it comes to before the teams get into that hub, obviously uh, the Western League, uh, you know, saying that every every team member and staff member and player has to quarantine at home for a week before going into this Regina bubble. So starting this Saturday, Polts are going to be quarantining at home. Uh, what are you going to be doing for the week that uh, you're, you're in isolation? Pretty much the same thing I've been doing, just working out and uh, making sure I'm stretching lots and just getting ready to play play some hockey again you know there's uh, there's some excitement around the swift current broncos with some of the the new faces that are going to be there this year you know some of the the draft picks that we've managed to uh, accumulate over the years that are finally going to be hitting the ice is uh, is there some excitement in the room and some some maybe added confidence that wasn't there in the past two years well i think it's just going to be a lot of a lot of hard work from us, but no, I think, I think everyone's just excited to play hockey. And I think that it's going to be really good that we have some young guys coming in that'll be really excited to have their chance in the WHL. So it's, I think it's going to be good. I think it's a little tough to put expectations on such a shortened and sort of strange season here, uh, Poltz, but uh, for yourself, uh, you know, being, being the guy last year, the team MVP, do you sort of have any expectations of how you'd like uh, this, this shortened 24 game season to go? Not yet. That's something I'm going to look over during our quarantine. But I think just, as you said, like just try to keep an even keel the whole time. Like it's going to be a lot of games, so I'm not going to try to let a bad loss or something like that affect how I play because you have to balance back quick. It's a lot of games in a week. So it's just going to be a lot of just focusing on the next day, the next step. So that's just kind of what I've been thinking is just make sure I'm not focusing too much on stats or, Anything like that, just making sure I'm playing my game and I'm focused and ready to do what I need to do every night. You know, the uh, the team moved into the Central Division and has been playing a lot of games against the Alberta-based teams. Obviously, with COVID, uh, that's not the, the possibility that it was. So uh, how do you feel about renewing some of those rivalries with the, the Moose Jaws and the Reginas of the world and uh, heading back into uh, into that, you know, jungle-type setting, so to speak? I think there's going to be some pretty heated games. So, you know, I just love playing those rivals that we have. It's always, it's always fun just butting heads with those teams. And I think it'll be good. I think it'll be really like strong and for our team to have something like that, like going back on like 
just having those rivalries and being able to just like play those teams and I think it'll be good. Now we don't know all the details of uh, what the season's going to look like, but we we obviously do know that the only travel you guys are going to be doing is from you know the Regina University of Regina to the rink to play games. So, are you a guy who enjoys the travel aspect of playing in the Western Hockey League, or are you going to miss those uh, those bus trips a little bit? I'm definitely going to miss it. It's nice, like a bus trip always a time to like bond with the like the other guys. So it'll definitely be different. Like we won't have those like long road trips to like like really get to know your roommate and like just all the guys but I think it will be good because we're going to just going to have a lot of time together so oh no I don't know like I'm not going to miss eight hours on the on the bus but I'm definitely going to miss like the experience and like playing cards and hanging out for sure. What uh, what kind of an effect do you think that this is going to have on some of the younger kids on the team, Pultz? Uh, you know, there, there's going to be some rookies in the lineup, and this is their introduction to the Western Hockey League, this unusual hub bubble-type setting, uh, you know, for, for some of the young guys coming in, and, and even for some of the old guys, I guess. Like, how's how do you think that's going to factor into things? It's, just, it's always been different, like, what, like our expectations for this season, but I don't know. I think it – I think it'll be different for sure. Like having all those games in a week, like compared to a midget or like something like that kind of schedule, it's, it's obviously different. So I think it might be a little hard at the start, but I think all of us are just going to try to get into some kind of flow during it. But uh, One of the last things I had for you, Pulse, you talked about the uh, communication with your teammates uh, throughout this uh, very extended off season, but uh, what about the communication with the, the coaches for the Broncos? Have you guys been able to, connect uh, you know somewhat regularly and sort of keep up to date on uh, on how things are going yeah I was I was talking to Dean a lot during during this time off trying to find find dates and stuff I guess I bet he was getting sick of that too me texting him all the time but no it's been it's been good I haven't talked as much with uh Coatsy or Scotty but you know it's me and Dean talked a lot and had had some really good chats but I don't know we're just looking we're looking forward to this now and I think that'll It'll be nice to see them again, that's for sure. Uh, I see for this uh, for this chat, uh, and, and people will be hearing the audio for this, so not necessarily seeing it, but I see you got your Crescent Point hoodie on for this. Um, yeah. and, and that's something that all the guys wore to community events. And, you know, getting out and about in the community obviously isn't going to be a, a thing this year. But, uh, you know, is that part of the experience that, uh, that you're going to miss, you know, getting out, reading to kids and playing at the ODRs? Yeah, I'll definitely miss that. It's been a lot of fun in my two years I really enjoyed going out and you know getting to meet some of the younger fans and like it's always nice I remember being a kid and going to Wheat Kings games and like being able to meet them and stuff so it's gonna it's gonna suck that we all don't have that experience and that like the fans in Swift aren't gonna be able to see us at all but I don't know it's it's tough but I hope next year we'll be able to do that. Yeah, and I think one thing that uh, not a lot of people would probably know is that when you know when, when we're looking to schedule community events, you're always the first guy to put your name down to do basically anything. So, you know, why why do you feel like you 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 want to be out there every single time uh, the team is out in the community? I know, just I really like that aspect of like being able to meet people and like seeing your fans and stuff because you don't always get to do that. So, like just having having that exposure and like meeting all the people and like just getting to talk and see what people think of the team and everything is always always nice well isaac polter joining us uh, via zoom from his home in winnipeg and uh, ready to be regina bound for the whl hub that uh, that's going to be there starting in march uh, Poltz, thank you very much for uh, for taking the time to chat with us here on broncos this week 
Thank you, guys. I really appreciate bringing me on. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Right back into the thick of things with the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. And a big thank you to uh, a couple of guests that uh, we haven't had the chance to talk to for a while, and it was great to get caught up. Yeah, nice to see uh, Dean Brockman again, of course, uh, here in the office, and uh, nice to catch up with Isaac Poulter as well. Uh, we both know how important uh, Poulter was to this organization last year and, and will be moving forward as well. So great to catch up with those two, and I uh, can certainly uh, expect to hear from from Dean Brockman regularly on the podcast as he was last year, and uh, we might even get get Poulter on at some point again uh, towards the end of the season. He's always got a few things to say. <laughs> Poults, you know, it, it was great last year doing all those community events with him. And he's one of those guys, too, that just he, he makes everything more fun that he's involved well, in. Well, it's just it's so refreshing. I mean, you know, you've worked for a couple different teams, and there's there's always some guys who kind of just dread going out in the community because they kind of just want to play hockey and go home and do nothing kind of thing. But there's a guy like Poults who, you know, I, I go back on the whiteboard there and I say, guys, we've got this community event coming up. I need four or five guys to volunteer their time. If not, I'm going to pick guys. And every time I come back an hour later and there's Polder's number one written on the board. So he's always willing to go out and do uh, anything in the community and, and hang out with the kids and try and make them uh, have some fun. So uh, he's such an integral part of this team and it's going to be nice to not only see him again, but also see him back in action. Exactly. Uh, so that wraps up this week's edition of the Broncos This Week podcast. Uh, the whole situation with the hub in Regina, it's a very fluid and ever-changing situation, and we're certainly looking forward to to hopefully delivering some more concrete news about the whole situation next week. Yeah, it almost, you know, things change on a daily basis. It seems like, uh, you know, we can say one thing and then the, the tomorrow it changes to something else. So uh, we're hoping that there's going to be some, some more info coming out, uh, whether it's next week or shortly after that, and uh, we can, of course, uh, pass that along to make sure that uh, the fans here are, are up to date on what's happening and uh, know uh, what, to, what to sort of expect on uh, the content-wise and the game-wise uh, leading up to that uh, March 12th weekend. Major Junior Hockey is back. The puck will drop March 12th. That does it for the first edition of the Broncos This Week podcast for what should be a very adventuresome 2021 season. You've been listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16.